1: Real Leaders. Who are they? Where are they hiding? And why does the world need more? Hello folks, my name is Kevin Edwards with Real Leaders Media, and we are on a mission to find the realest of the real leaders. Because in today's day and age, the world's biggest problems are the world's biggest opportunities that need the best leaders. So in this podcast, you'll get to hear from these people. So sit back, relax, and learn from the different leaders who are making a difference in the world. What is your definition of a real leader? Ah, yeah. Well, I think there's two things about a real leader. One Mm -hmm. is a real leader is dedicated to making things better for others. Is a leader is able to, to change trajectory in a positive way and grow
0: followers. A good leader is a trailblazer that opens new possibilities. Follow your heart, trust your gut, um, and don't be
1: afraid to fail because, you know, failures make you smarter and um, just keep building, just keep growing, just keep learning. So to all my real leaders out there, the conversation to address the world's biggest problems starts here. That's right, folks, and listener land out there. The conversation starts here with Diaslyn Gonzalez, the Senior Director of Engineering Mixed Reality Experiences at Microsoft, the Senior Director of Engineering Mixed Reality Experiences. Whoa. What is that? Well, I'm about to tell you. What she's doing is she's implementing mixed reality into everyday jobs to solve the world's biggest problems. You got a job out there you don't like, she's going to fix it for you. In this podcast, Dio breaks down what mixed reality is and how it might improve the future, future, future of business. She's an intelligent and cheerful leader who I enjoy talking to and is paving the future of business. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the real Diasilin Gonzalez. Folks, we got Diazalin. Dios-
0: I go by Dio because it's easier. Yeah, Yeah, That's way easier for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot.
1: I'm I'm, I'm a big fan of nicknames. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So you can call me Kev if you want. All right. So uh, we got Dio here. And uh, Dio, you're doing mixed reality. Yes. What the heck is mixed reality?
0: (laughs) Um, The way we define it at Microsoft is... Mixed reality is any time that digital realities um, intersect with your physical reality. Okay. So any time that you have the two of them at any degree, then it's mixed reality. Mm. And so um, this means that you have a whole spectrum of um, experiences that go from uh, mostly immersive like virtual reality to uh, just uh, uh, mixed reality like the HoloLens. Mm. And so um, at Microsoft, the reason is that we just use the term mixed reality to encompass the whole spectrum, including virtual reality. Mm. And so I know that certain academic definitions don't have virtual reality as part of it, but we use the term for everything because that way Mixed reality is the whole platform that we develop that then any developer can target. So that means that we have also not just the HoloLens, you know, the see-through devices, but also immersive, fully immersive virtual reality devices. Um, that we, go, we do with our with our partners that then developers can target. So that's why we call it the whole spectrum. We refer to that as mixed reality. Now,
1: is augmented reality a part of mixed reality yes, then? Yes, exactly. To some to some
0: aspects? Exactly, exactly. And okay. so one of the things that you will hear saying that a lot at Microsoft is also, the reason as well that we focus on the whole spectrum is that the, what that means is from the point of view of the developers, you just target one platform and then you have many devices supported. But also from the point of view of the consumer, you don't have to worry whether virtual reality or augmented reality is going to be the prevalent use of, of the future. Right, Because right. there's a conversation right now. The consumer doesn't have to worry about that. They gotcha. just do whatever is more meaningful for them.
1: Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. Dio, what, uh, what is Microsoft doing right now that in the mixed reality realm that is making business for good?
0: Yes, so, um, I actually I started getting getting giddy, because- um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Super excited.
0: Yeah, because, um, how uh, let me phrase this uh, nicely. What we're doing is focusing on the day-to-day lives of people starting with their day-to-day jobs. Mm-hmm. So we're utilizing mixed reality to make people better at their work. Okay, gotcha. So we are targeting, and that's why we're focusing right now on what we call the first line workers. Mm. These are the people that are first to the customer, uh, first to, to the problem. So, mm-hmm. so if you think about people in factories assembling, yes. yeah. whatever, or um, your paramedic, right? The first one that goes and is the emergency responders. So we believe that these people have been underserved by technology in the past easily 30 years. Mm-hmm. So we're utilizing mixed reality technologies to make them more effective, mm-hmm. smarter, so that way they can make their businesses and the world more successful.
1: Right. So, and I think I, it could have been Microsoft, uh-huh. but it was a pair of glasses yeah. that someone had had, and uh, it, it was some production company. Uh-huh. And these workers had these glasses on, and instead of asking their boss which wire goes where, or asking which unit, mm. where's the other unit, they're able to have the glasses look at it and then speak into this microphone over it is and it would solve mm. the problem right in their glasses right there. Um, mm-hmm. Is this something that is, is similar to what Microsoft is doing in that aspect? We do
0: have already, that may have been what you saw, we already mm-hmm. released a couple of applications in that. We have, um, Dynamics 365 Remote Assist and mm. Dynamics 365 uh, Layout. Mm. So the Remote Assist is the one that allows anybody, and that's that's the primary um, scenario, which is um, experts are, you know, uh, in remote locations, mm-hmm. so that allows a person, the worker wearing the the hololens, and then showing the remote, oh, uh, the okay. remote expert, showing exactly what's going on, and then the remote expert can do mixed reality annotations and say, okay, mm-hmm. this is what you need to, to check, you know, fix this, etc. And they do uh, voice, it's video, video and voice mm-hmm. uh, uh, in real time.
1: So if I'm moment. if I'm assembling my new Tesla, say. I'm in the Tesla factory and or a car manufacturing mm-hmm. uh, plant and I can't find the piece or I'm missing something. And something's not going my way. Mm-hmm. In real time, you're saying I would be able to just look at the problem. The camera would be on it. I'd contact my boss who's already remotely somewhere else mm-hmm. and he could tell me in that real time hey, you're missing this part. You're
0: missing this. They can, wow. they can wow. That person can do annotations. So that and speeds all these up
1: production. production.
0: Yes, exactly. So that's the idea. That one is making the worker much more effective, right? Because mm-hmm. they, they don't have to leave their station work and walk around and all. It makes it right. more effective, more independent. It saves production time. It saves right. time, and it saves money. Wow. And then you don't have these experts having to travel that- and
1: come. That's it's extraordinary. Account. And, and how, how are you telling this story? I mean, how are you telling mm-hmm. everybody about um, what Microsoft is doing to make production, you know, increase and um, the mm-hmm. world a better place? Oh.
0: You mean like what wording with yeah, the Yeah, how, how are you getting so that story out there? How,
1: how are people, how are companies? How do companies find out that Microsoft is doing something like this? Oh,
0: well, um, the reason that they already know is because we started all of this work by directly going and talking with our customers. Mm. So before, even before we started all of this, we did a survey of, 200 plus of our customers and Mm. we went and talked to them to understand their problems Mm. and so these solutions were developed in conjunction with them Mm -hmm. and so now that we have them then of course we work with our partners and directly with our customers then deploying these applications so these two are already available.
1: Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So Dia let's, let's talk a little bit more about you. Okay. So when, when you're talking about this stuff, you know, you got this big smile going yes. on for all our <laughs> listeners at home. She's smiling. She's, her forums <laughs> are on the table. She's excited about the future and, and what she's doing at Microsoft. Mm. Tell us how you got there. What, what, did you um, ever think one day that, hey, I'm going to be working for Microsoft in mixed mm. reality?
0: Um. Actually, kind of, yes. I'm, yes. A lo- I'm a lot older than I look. I look young, but I'm actually, we were joking about millennials and all. I'm a Gen <laughs> X, I'm, I'm a child of the 70s. And so, uh, my story, the way that I always say is um, when I was in sixth grade, that was 1987, mm-hmm. um, I took a class on computers. So, the very last one. Did um, like computers
1: back then?
0: Yeah, care, this monochromatic, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> Like with those green screens, small apples, yeah. The the very last class, they taught us about pixels. And so the exercise was just programming in basic uh, programming language. Nobody ever works anymore, um, just to draw lines. And I was just fascinated. So Where, ever since then... Where's the school um, in
1: sixth grade? Where are you? Oh, that
0: was back in... I'm from Venezuela originally. Venezuela, okay. Yes, okay. yes, gotcha. that was my, my primary wow. school. And so ever since then, I'm like, I'm going to be a programmer, and I'm going to do something related to graphics on the computer.
1: You just knew right there. I just knew. This is fascinating. Yeah, so,
0: cool. yeah. so, so I took computer graphic classes in college. Mm-hmm. Then I came to the U.S. to do my master's because I wanted to do, I wanted to be in that field. Mm-hmm. And that was in the early 2000s. Mm. I was super, super fortunate that the school that I went, that's Purdue University, right. they were creating the very first virtual reality lab over there. And that's how I got hooked.
1: The Boilermakers.
0: Yeah, wow. exactly. I'm a maker, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I got into virtual reality in the early 2000s, the second wave of virtual reality when Oculus didn't exist, Unity mm-hmm. didn't exist, the Wii and all, and it was mostly an academic field.
1: And now, uh, speaking from hindsight, mm-hmm. you know, what would you say to somebody right now mm-hmm. that, who might be a sixth grader in their classroom listening to this podcast,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what advice would you tell them?
0: Um, well, the first thing I tell them is just explore anything that you have the opportunity to explore. You might decide that math because it's true. It's a math heavy Mm. field. You might decide that you don't like it, but go and give it a try. If you have decided that you totally love it, you want to get into it, um, a couple of things. Um, virtual reality is not an academic field anymore like it was when, when I was young. Mm-hmm. Now you just download you know, your favorite uh, uh, engine, game engine, right. most probably Unity, right? Um, and you can immediately start learning uh, virtual immersive technologies in general. The other thing, and I was actually talking with, with a friend, I'm, I'm mentoring a, a, a girl right now, is that um, I come from the traditional career path, right? Where right. I had oh, a cool. college degree and yes. I always loved math. You what you want to do. I Grad knew six. and I went to college, I had a very traditional college degree, then I went to masters and all. We have to admit, I admit, that model is becoming obsolete. Mm. It's not really necessary anymore. Mm -hmm. So you can pretty much really learn and and get a much like practical education Mm -hmm. by just being a self-learner, downloading and just having the experience. Now that I'm a hiring manager, by the way, I honestly don't care that much about degrees anymore. I've hired people Mm -hmm. that don't even have a, a computer science degree. Right. for example. So that's the, the also the, does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. I start oh, rambling. and no,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> Makes clear sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a question come in, and the question was, it's from one of our viewers, is what is the difference between computer science versus computer engineering?
0: Oh, yes. Here in the U.S., I'm mm-hmm. going to say first, in the U.S., computer science It's pretty much a math degree, from what I know, from my experience. And then you use computers and you learn. But it's very, is math-oriented. And then you do some programming. Uh, Computer engineering is much more the designing of the motherboards, the low circuitry, and they do more software engineering practices, Mm -hmm. like more about how to be a good programmer and how to build systems. Mm -hmm. That has been my experience. Mm -hmm. So uh, back in my country, in Venezuela, um, computer science, we called it applied mathematics, Okay. And computer engineering is the software engineering, and for designing motherboards, we have a third type of engineering. Gotcha. Okay. So does that make sense? That
1: that yeah. There's there's a big difference there. Yeah. Math, whereas the actual building behind the computers. Yeah. Okay. I'm there. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah. And so uh, you also just told me you're a hiring manager. Yeah. What is the most important value mm-hmm. about a prospect candidate that mm-hmm. you are either looking for or that you like the best?
0: Um, I like people who know who they are and what they're good at. Mm, okay. That's what I value the most. Without going into being a specialist, um, I prefer people that say, you know what? I have two superpowers or three superpowers. I'm good at this, I'm good at that, and I'm good at others. And of course, I'm a good learner. Mm-hmm. So that's what I appreciate the most. Mm,
1: people know themselves people and know who what their strengths are. Yes,
0: exactly. So so the opposite of that is um, when, when um, engineers, of course, because I work with engineers, when they say, oh, I'm good at everything. Yeah. Just put me, anything <laughs> that you want me to do. Database, Jack of sure. all trades, <laughs> baby. So yeah, that's I tend not to... Uh, but again, without yeah. going into... I appreciate generalists, but again, you have to be a generalist with it, something. Like, for example, I am right. a generalist in interactive graphics. So, right. yes, I have done physics for interactive applications and games. I have also done AI for interactive graphics and games. You see yeah. what I mean? Right,
1: right. So. Okay. Well, fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, the media company and this is mm-hmm. our magazine, yeah. Real Leaders mm-hmm. Magazine, um, podcasts about leaders doing cool things in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, someone, uh, Changing the trajectory or going against the tide, the grain, whatever you want to call it, and making change, positive change for a good, good world, bringing followers along to achieve a common goal. But that's my definition or okay. a definition that I just made up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is your definition of a real leader?
0: Hmm. Okay, I'm going to go meta. Okay. I think a good leader, because that's what I'm trying to be, a good leader is a trailblazer that opens new possibilities and opens people's eyes. Mm. But then, is somebody that creates new leaders that makes themselves obsolete. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Well said. Yeah, of course okay. that is.
1: <laughs> Because that's, well that's
0: one of my, uh, like, I learned that from my, actually from a friend. And, I, and I'm and i like, I'm going to steal that from you because <laughs> I like it. Um, and he's like, you know, as a manager, my job is to make myself obsolete. Mm-hmm. So my employees are actually running the show. So I, I take it as well. I, I take that I like as my that. mantra, also Thank as a leader, awesome. is to form other leaders.
1: Interesting. I've never heard that one. And a lot of people oh, haven't heard that one yet. So. Good. Grand awesome, awesome. <laughs> um, so... Singular University Global Summit. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a ton of technology around here. Yeah. My mind's just all over the place. It's obliterated right now. I know. So it's overwhelming. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, yeah. But a lot of people sometimes have this stance on technology where they say, you know what? I don't like what's going on right now. I kind of like my, yeah. my home. And I like being comfortable and, and not having to worry about AI taking over my job or not having to worry about, you know, another mixed reality coming in and taking my business away or whatever it is. Yeah. What would you say to somebody like that who has a, a fear of, of technological innovation?
0: Yeah, and disrupting and doing mm-hmm. more, more harm than good. Um, two things. One is this always happens.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I was totally. actually in a team meeting like uh, two weeks ago. Uh, one of my engineers mentioned, it's like, you know, philosophers hated when books were invented. Mm-hmm. Because just memorizing stories and having them in your brain was a value at the time. Mm-hmm. So when they saw the, 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 you know, the writing and, and printed, um, they started thinking that this is horrible. Mm-hmm. Like people now don't want to think because right. they just wanted to write. So that always happens with new technologies mm-hmm. coming. So, so just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. That it's just, um, the other thing is, well, call to action. You know, you don't like what is happening, then, then make it good. Right. Making, um, and going back to anybody can do virtual reality day these days. That is freaking awesome. Yeah. So then go and do, uh, it's a call to action because it, it is true. There will yeah. always be, you know, bad uses of technologies. Definitely. But the best with internet, I'm going to get like all hippie and all, right? Keep going. Huh? Yeah, with, with internet and, and all these, you know, uh, free engines, mm-hmm. it's true that they're democratizing now technology. Anybody Definitely. can generate new technology.
1: They are democratizing it. Do you see Mm. it ever changing and have it being restricted at at all, or...?
0: (sighs) Oh my goodness, I hope not, but um, I do see the forces. I mean, first thing that is coming to mind when you were saying net neutrality, right? Right. My goodness, that's very scary. It is. Um, And so in in throttling access to to internet, that's something that we had very recently, right? A few months ago had to fight. There will always be that. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing, of course, now that I'm in the world of mixed reality, one of the first things that we always think is like, ee, are we going to have pop-up ads in yeah. this? And people already started talking about blocking, you know, mixed reality right. pop-up ads. And um, it'll be there, uh, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. At, the, at the same time, we have... Um, I guess I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. We have, you know, countries where they don't have the regulations that we have here in the U.S. And they're doing... At best, gray area on ethical genetic experiments, yeah. right? So, uh, yes, it's true. Definitely. Uh, we'll,
1: we'll, well, we'll wrap it up there, yeah. and mm-hmm. we really do appreciate your time. I've learned a ton in this conversation that I'm sure, sure our Thank listeners it. have mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um you. I got to say, mixed reality, it's coming. And according mm-hmm. to Dio, it's coming fast. Yes. <laughs> so we appreciate your time. We think you you are a real leader and keep up the good work.
0: Thank you so much. It's nice meeting you. Nice, nice talking meeting you to you. Too. Nice talking to you too as
1: well. <laughs> well, thank you to D. Oslin and Microsoft for lending her to us for the day. Folks, if you're having trouble processing it, all of that information right now, just going to let you know, you are not alone. You're not alone at all. And uh, what's that part of the brain that you, the frontal lobe? My frontal lobe is jacked up right now, and if yours is too, just wait because we've got a series of incredible interviews coming up. I ain't gonna lie, just being real. And you know who else is real? Eric Anderson, the executive chairman from Top Golf Entertainment Group. That's who's real. That that is a real man right there. And I'll tell you what, he's going to be on the next podcast, and I guess he's been ranked the number eight most powerful person in golf. We don't really go into that. We talk about more his life, his leadership lessons, and I have a chance, an opportunity to pick his brain for your benefit. So if you're listening to this for more career advice and career guidance, this is going to be a great podcast for you. Anyways, folks, thanks for tuning in, and always keep it real.